0: Welcome back to the WMAY Morning Newsfeed. Jim Leachin for Greg Bishop all this week. We have been talking a lot in recent days and really all through this year about the Springfield Fire Department, about staffing levels early in the year. Springfield Alderman voted to cut more than a million dollars from the fire department budget. They were upset about high overtime costs and things, uh, and it's not clear how cutting that money and the impact it would have had on the workforce would have uh, fixed that issue. Ultimately, COVID relief funds allowed Alderman to reinstate that money, but they are still raising concerns about staffing levels and about overtime costs, about the need to uh, bring on new firefighters to replace those who may retire in the next few years uh, amid a lot of other things that are happening in the fire department we talked to the mayor about this last week to fire chief brandon blau earlier this week now we want to hear from the folks representing the, the people on the front lines the rank and file firefighters that's firefighters local 37 here in springfield vince sumo is the union president and joins us live this morning and vince thanks so much for your time we really appreciate it
1: well, good morning, Jim, and thanks for having
0: us on. Well, let, let's get the, the big picture from your perspective, because a lot of this focuses on staffing levels. Overall, do we just have enough manpower? But also, each day we have to have a, a minimum number of firefighters uh, on hand to make sure the city is is fully protected. Uh, are these staffing levels adequate? Uh, do we have the right number of personnel in the right places to protect the city to full effectiveness?
1: Well, that's um, obviously a pretty hot topic right now, so let me just um, let me just let's just talk about minimum manning for just a moment here uh, nFPA, which stands for the National Fire Protection Association, which is a scientifically based national standard uh, it's kind of what everybody tries to attain to be. It states that an engine should have four firefighters, and a truck should have five. Now, minimum manning here in Springfield is 49. So that, when you break it down, is only three on each fire engine and truck and two on each battalion car. So if we take a look at that, basically we have 12 fire engines, which is 36 firefighters, three trucks, which is nine firefighters, and two battalion cars, which is four that's where 49 comes from. That is what we believe is the absolute minimum that we can run. If we use the NFPA standard, our manning for that for the same amount of rigs would be 67. So minimum manning is not only necessary for the safety of our firefighters, it's also imperative for the citizens that we serve because without a minimum manning, there would be a serious reduction in public safety and fire services. You simply cannot run a fire engine or a fire truck without with less than 3 people. Which is already considerably below what NFPA recommends. So, we're running pretty lean on manpower when it comes to staffing on our on the streets.
0: One of the uh, big uh, misconceptions I think might be out there is, you know, in effect, what do those forty nine firefighters do? Uh, we, we don't have structure fires every day in Springfield. Thank goodness that we don't. Uh, but what what is happening? On those shifts that requires that number of personnel every minute of every day and uh, and why would we be less safe if we had fewer
1: well if we had fewer, we just wouldn't be able to operate um, you know there's other NFPA standards also that we, we try to we try to use uh, the two in and two out cl- uh, is probably one of the larger ones which does pertain to things like fires So you want to make sure you have at least two people together at all times in case something should go bad in a fire. But you are correct. There are many times when we are running calls that aren't fires. So, for example, an EMS call, if we have, um, you know, God forbid, somebody who's having a heart attack, um, and we 're having to perform c p r there 's a lot going on there. You have somebody not only doing compressions, you have somebody administering uh you know the breathing techniques for that person, and then you, generally you know you have somebody else who 's kind of um, in the background pushing drugs, et cetera so I mean you need manpower for the types of situations that we find ourselves in every day, and without that. You just you know you're not going you just can't function properly you just you can't you you don't have enough hands to physically take care of everything that needs to be done and you know the, the same goes for things like extrications and even things that aren't even so called uh, maybe a, a really critical but like an automatic alarm for example you know we show up we don't know if there's a fire we're trying to locate the source of the alarm it just you know it just takes boots on the ground it takes fires this is a very um, intense job when it comes to manpower you you can never really have too much it would seem uh when 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 something really um you know when it comes to the safety and when it just comes to overall techniques and how to get the job done quickly and efficiently you just need hands
0: Talking with Vin Zumo, president of Springfield Firefighters Local 37, uh, and and the fire department has obviously evolved in recent years. And as you noted, uh, a lot of the work you're doing now is is EMS work, uh, arriving on the scene of car crashes or of medical emergencies and things. Do the minimum uh, Manning levels that are set out in contract do they mandate that X number of the personnel that are assigned on each shift have the, the those EMS skills? That can push drugs or perform other emergency medical techniques. I realize most firefighters have some level uh, of skill and certification in that regard, but uh, is that mandated as part of the contract and, and should it be?
1: It's not necessarily mandated as far as the contract goes. Um, it's really just a self mandate within the fire department. We make sure that there is at least one uh, intermediate, um, which is what we're, the level of service that we're running currently right now within the fire department, which is. Basically, that's one level below a full-blown paramedic. Uh, They are able to push drugs and and stuff like that um, when needed, and uh, we make sure we have one of those on every engine every day.
0: The, um, so. the, you know, the alderman earlier this year uh, on a, a, a narrow vote voted to cut funding from the fire department, raising concerns there might have to be layoffs and things. Then the money was reinstated. Now they're clamoring for more hiring and to get uh, more firefighters in to uh, deal with the possibility of significant uh, retirements in, in the coming years. um it's it's felt a little bit like a case of whiplash seeing some of the uh, the uh, city council response to all of this. What's morale been like in the in the department itself among uh frontline firefighters while all this has been going on?
1: Well, there's you know with with the last we'll say couple of years with the covid and everything else, it has been difficult, but our membership is uh I they are just incredible really. Uh, highly dedicated um uh, a lot of type A personalities, you might say, so always looking to improve, always looking for a better way. Um, they, they stay, as I believe, as positive as they can, considering some of the things that are said about them on a regular basis. But you did hit on hiring, and I will point out that that is going to be a concern, I believe, uh, probably within the next year or sooner, because it's been over two years since we've hired and a hiring is done through the Civil Service Commission, and it's pretty much at the mayor's request uh, through budgets, et cetera. Um, there is a current eligibility list that the city paid for and put into effect in June. And there are some really excellent candidates that have applied, but every day that goes by, we are losing some of those candidates to other fire departments or other employers, et cetera. And we have heard the city council mention overtime costs pretty regularly. And and they've also mentioned uh, retired Chief Helmrich's plan, and his plan was very simple and effective. His plan was to hire about 10 to 15 firefighters every year, and this kept the overtime in check, and it helped to replace the retiring firefighters without creating a large uh, block of retirees in the future. So our firefighters are working a lot of overtime right now, and that is going to continue to escalate because of Uh, attrition through retirements. And this is concerning um, because, you know, it really takes about 10 months from start to finish in the hiring process. So it's really uh important that the mayor take action now to prevent excessive overtime and get, and get some people hired.
0: We we talk about the overtime in terms of the cost and it's obviously very expensive to to pay overtime rates to people, but but talk to me about it from the the wear and tear on firefighters. I mean they they are putting in long days, you know, when they work. And is it still it's a 24 on 48 off is that still the the structure?
1: Uh, yes, it is. It's it's 24 on and 48 off, but if you look at the average week, that's usually uh, 48 hours a week. However, there's always there's that third week every every time where you're actually working three days, so that's 72 hours. Um, the problem we're having right now, and, and it's really putting additional strain on uh, on our members and their families, is that you know. They may work a twenty-four hour shift, and then they may even be asked if they can hold over and work another twelve, and then they finally, you know, get home. And then the next day, they may get called again for even another uh, higher back, which is our overtime, which is generally a twelve-hour shift. So there's, um, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of time it's spent at work. Uh, so yeah, it's very important. I, in my mind, you know, you can only ask so much from somebody in terms of hours worked in a week. So, yeah, I would really like to see the hiring process uh Get put into place sooner rather than later for just for the families and you know the the additional stress that it brings on to our membership
0: we're also awaiting a a consultant's report that is in progress right now that 's kind of looking at the structure of the fire department and staffing levels and and things like that. The mayor has talked a lot about wanting to uh, restructure the fire department for the twenty first century uh, He has uh, suggested that uh, we we effect are still operating under the structure that we were using basically back in the 70s and 80s, and we have to have a, a fire department that's geared to the 21st century and a post-pandemic world. Uh, wh- what's your sense of what that might look like and what what would that mean for public safety in Springfield?
1: Well, unfortunately, as far as the consultants uh, study goes, we have no idea because we were never given any input uh, not, neither was the city council, and neither was the front office of the fire department. So I really have no idea what they have asked for, or uh, potentially what they've bought. But I will say can that. I, we, can I
0: just ask for a second? So this consultant ha- hasn't talked to uh, the union or talked to rank and file firefighters about what what's going on with them. That that's not when part when of
1: it. they. When the consultant came to town, we were afforded an opportunity for a couple of hours to sit down and talk to them and just ask them some basic questions. Mm -hmm. But nobody was involved in the actual hiring process or the picking of the consultant other than the mayor's office.
0: Right, But you have had some communication with the consultant
1: yes we okay. when they when they did come to town to actually start the the uh the study we were asked uh we asked if we could come and speak to them and we were afforded that opportunity mm-hmm. and it was basically just um you know a question and answer type of thing you know like what are you looking at and what do you you know what what are what are the goals here and you know we <laughs> But, you but, know, but they, didn't, kind of,
0: they didn't have questions back for you about what are your experiences or what are your thoughts or recommendations or suggestions? That wasn't part um, of what they didn't? They
1: didn't really have any, uh, in my opinion, they didn't really have any care for what our suggestions were. Mm. Uh, we did get a, you know, they did ask us some questions about uh, operational stuff and, you know, the... You know what? They, there was a couple of things they asked. You know, like if you could change this, do you think this would be good? But I mean, but what it boils down to is there was no, um, you know, prior to hiring them, there was no discussion about who would be hired or what they would be looking at or or anything like that with with not even the chief, the city council, or the union. So, you know, I don't really know what to expect out of this uh, this study, but. Um, and then as to the mayor's yeah. comments
0: about uh, essentially trying to modernize the department, what what do you uh, feel like that might I- entail?
1: Well, we keep hearing these words like efficiency, modernization. Um, uh, the other one that really gets me is the post-COVID fire department. So I don't know these these catchphrases have never really been thoroughly explained. Um, I I my my thinking on it is when you hear that, you can just simply say cuts. But um, And I, I don't find that to be acceptable um, considering the call volume and how the run district has more than doubled in the last 30 years. So when it comes to efficiency and modernization, I mean, let's explore that. During the last 30 years, Springfield Fire Department has added many services. And I know I'm going to miss a couple of these and probably make somebody mad, but I'll just go from the top of my head. We've, we've added uh, HAZMAT tech rescue, water rescue, uh, sonar, and drones, as well as provide a higher level of service in regards to our EMS. Um, We touched on that uh, just a moment ago. We are now uh, offering the uh, emergency medical technician and I program, so that is just one below paramedic. So it's a high level of care. Uh, SFD also responds to, for example, Mavis, which is the mutual aid box alarm system so if there's an outlying community that's having a problem either with maybe a large fire or a hazmat call we will respond to that also and that's something that's important to to take into consideration we're serving more than just the city of springfield at times we could be anywhere in the county. It could be anything from a natural disaster to somebody getting stuck in a grain bin. So, and
0: Vince, I'm um, almost out of time here. Uh, one thing the mayor has alluded to, at least in talking about restructuring the department, is about the balance between uh, front line positions and management positions. Uh, do we have too many of the you know quote white shirts? Uh, is that something that should be looked at as far as the internal structure of the department?
1: I don't think so. We keep we've heard the term too much brass on a few occasions, but you know, you, you you have to have people who can run the scene and have to run day-to-day operations, and I don't believe that that's the case. Um, I really don't. So it's, uh, I, I would just really like to know what, what, you know, for example, a post-COVID fire department looks like, because I, I don't really understand uh, what he means by that. I, I You know, our membership have faced their fears, for not only their own health, but the health of their families during this COVID, and it's my belief they've done a very good job of that. And have acted with uh, extreme professionalism so we are still dealing with covid but i i would point out that we still fight fires we perform extrications and we spawn ems calls and traumas as well as many other types of calls and our call volume in On run district continues to grow every year and whether you want to call it pre post current covid or whatever that hasn't changed the overall nature of our calls and there's been no new technologies that i've seen that would uh, make a difference in the so-called post-COVID world. I mean, I don't see droids and robots or anything else that's taking the place of a firefighter. So, you know, what is a post-COVID fire department? I just It just sounds like illogical nonsense to me.